CDs in the back if you want to take their, their music home. And um, just wanted to give another, um, just a, a thank you guys because we are so blessed by the love and special offering guys collected for Steve and I and um, just means so much to us and we're really blessed by that. But even more so, just blessed by how our body has stayed in unity and in love through all the trials of this year. Because it, you know, that's the test, right, of anything. You have a musical group. When trials come, will they stick together or not? That's the test, right? Um, if you have a sports team, when adversity comes, whether they pull together or pull apart, that is the test. And same for a marriage. When there's adversity, you're going to fight each other uh, or are you going to fight together against adversity? It will either pull you apart or it will pull you together better than ever, tighter than ever, and, and the ma make the marriage stronger than ever. Again, it's the, in Revelations, they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And the root of testimony is test. Without tests, you have no testimony. And even the songs we sang this morning, that's all testimony of what the Lord has done. See, it's not a word of their testimony, not of King David's or Paul's or somebody else's testimony, word of their testimony of what the Lord has done in our lives. So we've had testing this year. And yeah, we get a, a message from our uh, missionary church president every week. And there's a lot of churches going through adversity because of all the things and different people looking at what's going on differently, right? Yeah, we shouldn't worry about this at all or we really need to be safe about everything. And everybody is so different in the way they're looking at it. It's very easy to argue and go over all these, you know, because we all think differently. We all see things differently, and of course, the way I see it is the right and best way. Yeah, because, you know, that's I teach. When I teach at, at the different seminaries and Bible colleges, it's about culture and how you minister and how you evangelize. You talk about Jesus in different cultures. and But actually, we all have a different culture because culture is just really um, what you grew up in what you were taught. And so we, of course, my parents and grandparents were smart people, so if your way was better than mine, I would be doing it your way. If your way of thinking is better than mine, I would be doing it that way. And so, you know, I, an example I use when I'm teaching at the, the seminaries is a true story about a pastor from India who's having dinner with pastors from the U.S. In a, in, you know, he came to a the U.S., and he's having dinner with them. And one of the American pastors asked him, is it true in India you eat with your hands? Why do you think that? Because what are we told as kids? Don't eat with your hands. Civilized people use their fork and their knife. Right? So that's 
Is it true you guys eat with your hands? And what the Indian pastor said is, uh, yes, it's true. But I wash my hands very carefully before I eat. And I'm the only one who eats from my hand. When I look at your forks and knives and wonder how many thousands of people there, <laughs> it's been in their mouths. Yeah, see, it's, a, it's another way of thinking. Which way is better? Right? But, you know, we automatically think because that's how we were taught. It's uncivilized. You, you don't eat with your hands, right? But what he says is true. Yeah. I mean, when you wash your forks, do you go between each tine and clean it out? You think the restaurant does? Hey, probably got saliva in there. You never thought of that, huh? <laughs> now who's smarter? Who's more civilized maybe or smarter? And you see, so that's, but we always think because that's the way we do things. So it takes great humility, yeah, to realize maybe we've got a log in our own eye and, you know, to, to do, pick on others and realize that we are the body of Christ. And there's all different parts and different gifts, yeah? And that's what it says in 1 Corinthians 12. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. And if the foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? And so we think our way is the best, and it might be best for you because that's who you are. But it's not the best for everybody else. And it's not just, it just it's okay that you do it different. It's, wow, you're seeing something different than me. Like, my wife and I are so opposite. I can get so frustrated sometimes <laughs> because, uh, you know, my best friend who thinks like me, I say one few words of what I want, poop, he gets it. Oh, I might have to talk for hours before she gets that. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, but because she thinks so different from me, if instead of, you know, like we used to get frustrated, get pulled apart, have patience and humility and love. That's what, see, I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 12. That's right before 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, which is long-suffering. Love is patient and kind, right? And, and like Jesus, humble, because he is love. And if, okay, be patient. Even though it takes a couple hours where my best friend, two words, he knows what I'm talking about. But because... She has such a different point of view. She always sees something that I don't see. And we get a better view of things. And that's like when you see with just the eyes itself, right eye, left eye, that's how we see more depth, the binocularity. And so, you know, the, um, a pastor was, and his son, they were having a great father-son time because he was going to buy him his first car. And they studied everything, went through all the magazines, found the best car available, the lease repairs, the best resale value, all of that. And he 
After hours and hours and hours, they go to his wife and say, we found the perfect car. And she says, I don't like it. <sighs> right? You don't know, we studied this for, you know, like going through everything for hours and hours and hours. You don't know. I don't like it. You don't know. We researched everything. But if we humble enough to say, oh, why? Instead of getting mad and prejudging, why don't you like it? And she said, because it's nicer than any car in our congregation. Something that they were like this on, seeing one way. They didn't see this way out here. They didn't even consider it. That make a difference, maybe, in how people think and look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have to worry about that. My 19-year-old car is. But it's the difference that she, they didn't even see, and that's what happens with my wife and I. If, if I humble enough to say, what, you know, what do you mean, or what do you think, and take the time to understand, it's something just totally out of my vision. And that's how we are in the body. And I tell you what, why I'm saying this again for the new year, because guess what? It's not going to get any easier next year. And so we got to continue because that's the test when you have continual tests to stay in that unity. There's a lot of new things and a lot of changes, even with the COVID information that we all talking about, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, and all of these things. And uh, I'll, I'll send out a video to you, the email, so I don't talk about all that on a Sunday morning. Uh, our denomination president was on a Zoom call with Dr. Deborah Burks, who's the, the president's advisor on COVID, and what she says about, particularly about churches, she's a Christian, goes to a church in Washington. And so there's all this stuff, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about, but just realize the the diversity and what the different people are thinking is different from us. We never walked in their shoes, so we cannot judge again. That's so important. And, I, and you might say, you say that over and over. Yeah, because it's so important. We cannot judge because we can tell them what the word says, but not personally judge somebody because that's saying, I know better than you, I'm better than you. I wouldn't do what you're doing. And so that's pride and then... That's how we get, and so if we stay in union, not, you know, and not gossip about it, follow what the Lord says, the Bible says, go to the person in humility and love, talk with them. It is so important, and that's why the Lord is so blessed by unity, because it's so hard to keep. Anybody who's married knows that, but you can if you strive for it and humility and love. So... Verse 18 continues, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yet there are many parts, but only one body. We are the body of Christ. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most important. We all think we're the most important part, right, in our way of looking at things. Yeah, admit it. That, see, like I always say, it's, it's the drunk. That's what I teach in, when I'm teaching the school when people go cross-culturally, too, is that the, 
we're all drunk with our own culture, our own way of looking at things. We have these cultural glasses we can't take off. But the drunk that's not dangerous is the one that says, man, I'm drunk, I need help, can you drive me home, right? The dangerous one is the one that says, I can drive, give me the keys, right? So we just realize, okay, that's how we are. Can't take it off so that we ask for help and we be patient and listen to one another. So in fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary, and the parts we regard with less, as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. You think because I'm standing up here, I'm more special, more important than anybody else. We all have our part. And every part is important. And when we get to heaven, we'll see the, the little widow praying in her closet. More important than standing up here. So we respect every part. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony, unity among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. We are the body of Christ. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. So don't let the devil fool you. He always wants to say, ah, oh, yeah, you know, or maybe I didn't go to seminary, I can't do anything for it. No. The main thing is, it's not the Bible we know, it's by the love we show. So you don't have to go to seminary to show love. And so don't think that, oh, I don't know, or I'm, I'm uh, immature, or so on. And yeah, we do need that foundation in Christ, and I want to make a plug too for the chronological Bible class if you never read the Bible all the way through or understand it because Ron is a great teacher he makes it so interesting and if you can't keep up don't worry just come because you're going to learn and you're going to enjoy it and and so we have our foundation yeah and then from there you know you build on that foundation you don't just stay there right and so we are the body, and this is the test. And as we go through this time of, of testing that continues, and isn't, I am really blessed again by you guys. I, it's, uh, a friend told me that uh, he's an Egyptian Christian, and he went to medical school. He had, there were three boys in the family. And uh, he came back past top honors in his class. He's so excited. His father's going to be so happy. He comes home and he shows his father and his father is, well, you know, that's great son, but why isn't my dad happy? He just is so sad. And when he asked his father, he found out because his other two brothers are fighting. And so what's more important to the father is that there's love and unity in the family. When there's love and unity in the family, Christmas time is awesome, isn't it? 
But when it's not, it can be the worst thing. And so the Father in heaven, when his children, doesn't matter who, individual achievements, when his children are in love and unity, that's when he's happy. Yeah? And so it's the same thing for me. I am so happy and blessed when I see that. And as we are like that, and I want to commend, um, you know, Richard who plays the bass, because other than Kent, who's not here all the time, um, Richard is the only professional musician we have on our worship team. And you know how easy it is for a professional musician to get, you know, just like when I call my computer repair person, you know, I, I like, oh man, I'm having problems with my computer. I don't like the tech that is irritated with me because I don't know anything about what he's talking about. Yeah, he's using all these language and, you know, just do this and this and this. And I'm, wait, 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 wait. Um, the one that's patient with me, that's the one I like. So, you know, he's a professional, but he's patient and kind and humble because you can be a great musician and you can have a tight band. But if there's not love and unity in it, no spirit. If they're not worshiping, he inhabits the praises of his people, no spirit. You just get good entertainment. And this is totally different. This is not good entertainment only. I mean, you know, if, if everybody is all off, then kind of hard to worship together. But, so it's a, it's a combination, right? You, you want to, we do our best to be as, you know, on key and time as possible so people can follow. But not if it's going to divide us and our unity, get frustrated at one another, because then no spirit, then you're just going to be good entertainment. It's different when it's worship. And so the worship comes from the love and unity within the group and their love for the Lord that comes like that. And that's why it's so important. And so I love to see that because it pleases the Father so much when we're like that. And it's hard to keep. And like I said, many churches are going through. So I'm just so pleased because it shows the body growing in maturity in Christ, yeah? As it becomes a part of who we are. And, you know, like, I don't know many different things. Surfing and martial arts is the only things I've done other than this. And um, so, it, you know, in martial arts, you start out with basic foundation. You need that. Your foundations. And so you need, you know, like, uh, I, again, recommend the chronological Bible class. You need to know those things. And... Um, but then you don't just stay there. You got to learn how to use it. And you practice it. And you'll get hit in the face at least a few times. And you say, what did I did wrong? You go to someone more who, you know, more mature, knows what they're doing. And he teaches you and you read. And um, you practice. But as the goal is, is that as you get better and better, it becomes automatic. Not like I have to think about what I'm going to do next. Because while you're thinking about it, that's when you get hit. But it is a part of who you are. Like the Bible says, we eat the word. The, then it becomes part of who we are. And it's automatic. And I'm starting to see it automatic. I love it. The love, the humility, 
the grace that God gave us grace, forgave all the wrong things we've done. And as his children now, we give grace to one another. And I see it automatic. And as that happens, all the blessings just come because his spirit is there. Because he is love, right? And what do we say about the, the secular world? You, you know why we're in the mess we are in the United States? Because we haven't been that picture of that in general as the body of Christ in the U.S. That the number one thing they think of us is hypocrite. And, the, you know, like I said, I talked to others who says, you know, why, why don't you, why don't you come to church? Says, Look how you treat one another. If that's love, you can keep it. And what is it about we supposed to be? And that God is, is love. They will know we're his disciples by the love we show to one another. And when I see this happening in the body, it pleases me like I know it pleases the Father so much. Because there is great freedom when we do that. You know, because all of us are imperfect. Because uh, if we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus, right? So all of us are imperfect, and all of us have our strange quirks, except me, right? <laughs> Everybody else does. No, we all have our quirks. And, but to know that you can come to a place where you know nobody's going to put you down, gossip about you, say you're stupid, look at you, you know, reject you, talk, oh, you know, you know, but that there will be grace for our shortcomings. There will be love. There, there will, we will be, there will be humility, there will be patience, and that's so we can just be ourselves. We don't have to, okay, I got to act this way. So I get accepted and not rejected, and people, you know, I, I got I to gotta watch and be sure. I, I got to have my walls up. I can't open up because then they might hurt me and because they're going to reject me if they know who I really am. So I got to act. I got to be a certain. That's how we learned it, right, in the world. And so I got to have my walls up too. You have your walls up. Love cannot flow. But if I can come to a place where I can just be me and I know I'm going to be accepted and loved, even though I know I get weird quirks, even though I know I'm not, okay, don't say yep, so my <laughs> wife is, so yep, got weird quirks. <laughs> um, and even though I, you know, and like I said before, the only Christian bumper sticker I would put on my car, but it would take up the whole back window is, I apologize in advance. And ask for your forgiveness in advance. Because if you know me long enough, I'm going to offend you. That's why I need Jesus. Yeah, not that we mean to, but we're just different. And we're not perfect, right? And so if we come and I can come and just be free, that I know I will be loved and accepted. With all my quirks, with all my shame, because I'm going to make a mistake sometime. I'm not going to have everybody, you know, and reject and say, ah, and gossip and all those things, just like the world. That's why he says we, we're supposed to be different from the world, a light to the world. And if people can come and they see 
they know that they people won't judge them and they can just be who they are. It's that freedom. And when that love is that, you know, when I have freedom to be who I am, then I joy because I'm not worried about everything and make sure I get my walls and I'm acting correct and dressing correct and all of those things. I, you know, so much more. Joy. You know what? I feel more joy as we mature in Christ in this way. And I see it becoming automatic. That humility and love and, and the forgiveness. And that's another big one. Forgive, yeah, one another. That's so important. And we give grace. And again, that's a word that has different meaning over time. And the meaning today, you know, most non-Christians, they think, what is grace? What Christians do before they eat. Or what is grace? There she is, Miss America, the picture of beauty and grace. Biblical grace is unmerited favor. Unmerited forgiveness, unmerited mercy of God that he gave to us. And as his children, he's we're his children. We're growing up to be his children. We give that unmerited grace to one another. And as we do that, we're free too. Because when we don't forgive, like again, what Queen Lilio Kalani said, no one is free from their own sin until they forgive those who have sinned against them. Because you carry them around wherever you go. you got all these people on your back, heavy load, wherever you go. Because whenever you think of them, ooh, you know what they did to me? You get all mad and upset. Or, oh, you see them, ooh. And they, you're carrying them around, and they control your life. They're still controlling your life if you don't forgive them. So every time you think of them, it makes you upset. We be children of God, man. We have the authority to forgive. And then they're not on our back. We're free. We f you're going to feel so much lighter. Yeah? So much lighter without carrying all these people around. Yeah, let God take care of it. He's an almighty, powerful God. He loves you. And he says, hey, I'll be your avenger. You can't avenge better than me. Let him take care of it. And as we do that, Oh, we're going to have so much fun. I see the joy. I hear so much more laughter here. And I see the joy because of the freedom if we love. It's so important. And that's why I won't go over it over and over it again for this time. And, uh, yeah. Again, the scripture. They will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And the world will be drawn to Christ. When he sees, because don't you want to go? People will be drawn to be a part of his body. Don't you want to be someplace where you know you're beloved and accepted? You don't have to put on airs or acts or put up walls and blocks that you just be loved and accepted. Everybody wants that. And we will see that Jesus is lifted up. So, as would you come back up here for a final song? Let's pray. Father, help us because it's so different from the way I was taught in the world.